0: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans and this podcast comes to you in association with Ladbrooks for deals and stuff go to bet.westhampodcast.com joining me this week uh he's back again it's jim gron jim how have you been lately uh
1: well i i i, I think you should go to bet.westham. Uh, podcast.com said that's what uh, I said to. I, to, I said, to get deals I said from Labrooks, because we have up with Labrooks. Te- yeah, but I said that. But, it's, but I, I'm supposed to say I, that. I said that. Jim. But I'm supposed to say that. Have you
0: have your memories you been depriving worked, me Jim. of my, you, my, my, right. my key key role? my on yes, Detra. Yeah, if you could put it that right, way. I see. If right. You okay. So if you had to say something now, what would you say? Would it be would it be to for deals and offers? Go to bet. dot westhampodcast. dot Would you say that? Jim? I would say that because this podcast comes into an in association, in association with, with lab books with, with yes Great. Okay. Exactly well i'm glad we cleared I'd that say. up Jim. thank you we went a long way around the block to achieve that didn't we we well, went around the houses well, to uh, basically achieve that why must you why must you undermine me, Jim, every, every step of the way.
1: Well, it's fun. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, of course. Yes, no, you're right, you're right. Also joining me this week, it's uh, it's Stop Hammer Time favourite, Gary Killington is with us. Evening. Gary, you went to the WHUISA meeting on Saturday morning. Indeed and it was and, fabulous. And you're, uh, We'll hear Gary's report later. So don't interrupt him, Jim, while he's, he's doing it. <laughs> I wasn't don't, going to. Right, well, now that I've put the idea in your mind to interrupt him constantly interrupt through, uh, with announcements about lab books. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Okay. Also joining us, it's possibly London's leading legal brain. I think is that a, is that a good is that a good introduction? Is oh, that I a, certainly wouldn't disagree with that. Excellent, excellent. It is of course Simon Pentel is with us again, and uh, we haven't done one of these for about three weeks. So there's uh, there's one game of football to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, oh, that oh, but what a game! What's what's a game? game mm. What a game it was! What uh, a game it was! We played at the weekend. Uh, we played Southampton and Wanderers at the weekend and uh, very, very pleasing, wasn't it? It uh, was extremely We should get straight pleasing. into it. Let's we talk, about it. Let's talk, about, it. Let's talk about it now. We should. Um,
1: um, we were not optimistic, weren't we, going into that? No, there was a lot was of...
0: There, I mean, from Benji Lagnardo uh, texted me that, that morning saying I've got a bad feeling about this game uh, and uh, there was a little bit of that about...
2: We did a straw poll, didn't we, in the in the pub before the game or the True Rib, as, yes. we, as we go to yes. now. Yes. And we, I think we had five positives and three negatives from the... Oh, oh, well, that's, not not so so that's not better than about. I thought. We yeah. predicted as a group a win.
1: I was one of the negatives.
2: Yes, a I've small got group
0: know. of us started meeting at the True Rib. We, yeah. This was our sec- my second time. It was at good, Jim. It? Jim, was that your
1: second yeah. time? Uh, second time, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Rib Man, uh, some of his emissaries are there. Rather yes, than, it's, it's, rather it's a than sort of satellite
1: shall- Yes, uh,
0: satellite
1: uh, uh, organisation.
0: And uh, I... Now, there's a super hot sauce that you can have the on holy his, fuck, The sauce holy fuck sauce. The holy fuck sauce, it's yes. called. And yes. I, um, I bumped into ben, H- ben Hall, former editor of uh, 442 oh, yes. a- and frequent yes. guest on this podcast. Yes. And uh, whilst speaking to him, I inhaled some of it into my lungs. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> some of the, the, the fuck off <laughs> chili, whatever that sauce is called. <laughs> I managed to breathe some of it into my lungs. And um, when something doesn't belong in a part of the human body... <laughs> that it ends up in. Uh, Chaos follows. Chaos ultimately follows. I I went into some kind of anaphylactic shock and (laughs) collapsed on the ground because I had inhaled Possibly the hottest chilli sauce known to man into my lungs rather than my stomach.
3: Well, that'll teach you for being um, so posh and, and, and smug to go somewhere like that on a Saturday, where some of us um, sufficed with a bit of pine mash outside entrance H um, ah. at, at the London Stadium. And I've got to tell you, for all those people who long for the days of, of, of the Barking Road, it ain't half bad. Not too bad. And ah. there was no fuck off sauce. No. was um, a fuck off. There was a, f- a bit of a, b- a bit of liquor, if you pardon the expression. And um the only fucking off, thankfully, that was done was the Southampton defence because they were so bleeding awful. Yes. Um it was actually a comfortable win, I think. And I just hope we don't get too carried away because um as great as it was that we actually were three and up at half time, and I can't remember the last time we were three and up at half time no. in any game, even playing against The Dagenham Girl Pipers, as Dudley Moore would have said. Yes. um, For those who know who Dudley Moore is, or was. um, Dagenham lad. He indeed was. and, And, um... It has to be tempered by the fact that Southampton really were, were shit really they were rank. poor yeah. they to, were yeah. use, to use
2: technical terminology yes. they were shit the, the last time by the way was Fulham in
0: 2012 apparently
2: yes. that was when we were six three years ago yeah. Yeah.
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. was uh, what at half
1: time Yeah, yes.
2: yeah. yeah. that yeah.
0: was a front three of uh, Ricardo Vazte Carlton Cole and Kevin Nolan actually working as a front game, three. Yeah,
2: it? Yeah. it was that game wasn't it yeah yeah we really turned Allardyce's
0: theoretical 4-3-3 that only reverts to 4-5 one when the other teams got the ball which never happened <laughs> actually did happen in that game yeah, yeah, they did. genuinely played as so a sort of There it was the player. game
3: when Martin Martignan got sacked I think at the end of it because Fulham were in dire straits after that yes so yeah, I think, might, so I think, think yes, to be yes, fair any
2: bit. manager should be sacked yes. after being 3-0 down at um, half time I take your
1: point day, yeah. Simon about Southampton being, being they poor they, they certainly yeah. didn't really turn up and mm. they you know if you'd have been a Southampton fan you'd have been very disappointed with that performance but You've still got a, you know, they still need, I agree with they you. needed beating. I agree and uh, for the first time in quite a while, we actually dominated a team in midfield. And that, for me, yeah. was the major Yes, Well, it difference. was.
3: And, and I agree with you. But I think that um, looking at it terribly uh, analytically... There were, and, and I know that this is a favourite and a hot topic of yours, Phil, um, some of the injuries that were forced upon us actually made it easier because I, I'm convinced that Giao ja Mario and um, Lanzini cannot play in the same team. That's and the fact that Lanzini was injured actually enabled Mario t- t- to play... Closer to what we believe his potential, and the fact, and I'm a huge fan actually of of, of Mikel Antonio, but I think the fact that he was unfortunately taken off after about ten minutes and will miss the remainder of the season, mm. uh, allowed with um, Fernandez coming on a much better balance. Of course, the famous Spitman was back on the left hand yes. side, but we had yeah. a much better balance in midfield through nothing that um, David Moyes achieved tactically but purely because that it was forced upon him and i think that it made room for players to I, actually you, divert, yes in a funny yeah. way to do what we need in a
0: funny way he, some of his best performances are when um there are the the, the, the restrictions caused by injuries it was funny that we it almost felt that when he had everyone back we weren't quite as good when he came yeah. in uh, i think at the time he took the reins Lensini was out uh and uh, yeah. there were various things um yeah, no, that it, it was. Uh, it, uh, yeah, Juan Mario had a fantastic game.
2: That's because he always reverts to squad seniority. So when he has got everybody available, he picks the ones who are the most senior. And I think what happened Saturday, you're right, it was kind of a default selection. But Masuaki, Masuaki being out on the left, that stretched mm. the team and created some space for yeah. the midfielders and Noble and Kiati, Kiati when he's in, a, in an attacking position. Well, yeah. brilliant. I've yeah. got
0: to say that that, that was, you know, in, given that three week space and the fact that something had to change after three such woeful. Results. One change that I sort of floated, given that he had so little options to in terms of changing the team, was possibly drop Kiati and put so you know some mm. another person in to protect the back four. But the real Kiati turned up. Yeah, that yeah. was the, yeah, that had absolutely. been the sort of problem absolutely. all season. I mean, we, uh, yeah. you know, in 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 this. In the obverse of the way that the teams that are playing brilliantly in the Premiership this season have one or two players that are playing are already good but are playing better than they normally play. Yeah, David Silva, yeah. Uh, Mane at Liverpool. Obviously, Solari's is amazing at Liverpool, but but there are players playing better than they normally play. Yeah. Uh, we have got players playing worse. Antonio, you just don't know whether he's worth picking. Kuyate, same thing. Don't know whether he's worth picking. Yeah. But the real Kuyate turned up at the weekend. Maybe he had more space.
3: It was the galloping Chiarte from two years ago. And the first goal... Was, was testament to that. We actually closed the ball, Nobles won the ball, and we actually well, it, it looked like yeah. all um, the teams
1: we play against Yes, that's right. it was ma- the break. It was we Mario, it was Mario actually. Point. Um, when, closed, closed down, when we scored
0: then, that goal, yeah, yeah. I bellowed at Jim after I'd screamed enthusiasm <laughs> and went, that's what they do to us! That's, that's exactly what people it. do to yeah. us! Yeah. You know, yes. we pressed, Mario pressed, Kiarty joined him, yeah, the it. ball went Absolutely. free to Noble, yeah. who then... Waited, him and running, Kiyoté, and that's what you
1: want to see with doing is you know, you know, yes. stretching away yeah. from because he's fast, but well, you know, he's fast when he you know he's got yeah. long legs. Um you could add to that little list that, that uh, we were in terms of sort of players out injured or whatever, you could add uh, Rice to that because I suspect if he were fit, it might well have been the case that Collins would have yeah. would have started that game. And Rice looked Look right. like an old head, An old say, head on your on young I, I, you shoulders. Know, I mean, you, he he yeah. really looks. The you learn from me.
3: experience not to get carried away from these things because all football pundits, not that I call myself one, but anyone who has any idea about being a pundit in football likes to predict great players of the future. So, with a reservation born out of experience, I actually have to say I think that I think that Declan Rice is really looking the real deal. I and, agree. On. And um, the only loser is probably the England team. But other than that, because I I think this kid can be, dare I say that name, the next John Terry. It's not my view actually. I think it was one. Of, I
1: think it was either Frank Lamport or Joe, Joe yeah. Cole in, front of, in the media. I, I think you're right. He, he was completely dominant. He really dominant. looks the part. He's yeah. he's learning so fast. He's had a, he's, he's in some sense it's quite a difficult season, in and out of the side. He had a horror show at Newcastle where he gave yep. the ball away in front of the defence. But you learn from that, and he's resilient. He's clearly resilient. And confident and he was so pumped at the end wasn't he yeah when we won I mean well he's got he's got great positional sense and I I have to say
3: that um I think that in what's been a a shocking season frankly um the one player who I believe actually has done himself no harm at all has has been Ogbonna and I think alongside Ogbonna it's that it's probably the best partnership in a in our defence, whether we play three at the back or four at the back. And, of course, we can't play four at the back because we don't have two proper full-backs. Zabba, no, who's got a great engine and great commitment, turns slower than one of Ken Livingston's old bendy buses. <laughs> um, so that's a disaster. And he can only play um, on the right side of a five. Yeah. He can't play as, as a genuine right-back. So we haven't, don't have a proper right-back. And even if Byron were fit, he's not good enough, in my opinion. On the left-hand side... Um, uh, however sad it is, we've lost our left-back, um, who used to be there for, through injury pre-season two seasons ago. And yeah, he's not, the same yes. player. No. No, not. So we're forced to play a three. But within that three, and I actually think even if it were a four, I think that Declan Rice, alongside Old Bonnet, is probably the best partnership. I think yes. Reedy, I'm sorry to say, I think has had it. Yeah
1: um and he i think,
0: is think sad this is the way forward because he's probably yeah. still only well there'll almost certainly
1: be a center i mean uh, you know uh, we'll we could perhaps talk about this a bit later but you know the, 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 you can add to the long shopping list for the summer i think we need a center we do need a center well
3: mm. unfortunately mm. for us um if we stay up and it's obviously a, a huge if at the moment because um we've got a horrific um, run of games mm. in, i think and Um, it is absolutely imperative that we win at home both against Stoke and Everton um, to take us to 39, but that's another story. But assuming we do stay up, in truth, we need wholesale changes. It's no, I think, the the idea that we all had at the beginning of the season that we actually have not a bad squad and that this is going wrong or that's going wrong or it's a bit toxic here or a bit toxic there has actually not been proved to be true. What we don't have are good enough core of players and we probably need to bring in six or seven quality players, we need, in my opinion, a proper goalkeeper. We need a right back. We need a left back. We need somebody else at the centre of the defence. We certainly all know that we need a big player in the centre of the midfield, and we need a genuine, proper, old-fashioned centre forward who plays thirty-eight games of Premier
2: League season and can actually score a goal. Yeah, and we need to strip that, strip out some of these players who are frankly wasting our time. I yeah. mean, Andy Carroll is got to go. With you. Antonio, I think he's, he's what, what is. <laughs> Yeah, it's worrying, isn't
0: it? I mean, yeah. his uh, his uh, his legs now seem to pretty much have a separate agent and be their own entity. They are just letting him down now. Yeah. You know, there's surely not one muscle in either of his legs that hasn't had some kind of strain or pull at some point. It just he feels like. He seemed to do it just kicking the ball. Well, yes, he did. On, right. on yeah. yeah.
1: On um, I mean, you could yeah. see it was bad because, of
3: course, he pulled his jersey over his face. He was that upset. I feel upset. sorry for him. I, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a great fan, actually, of Mikel Antonio. Yes, yeah. And, and I think in his first season, he was truly sensational. And whatever happens in his future at West Ham. Um, the, the moment in our in last year at, at Upton Park when after about 30 seconds he absolutely terrorised the life out of Eric Lamella in the game against Spurs so yeah. that Lamella thought this is not a pitch that I want to be on not if this huge lump <laughs> yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. slaughter me just to get a throw in yeah. um, it was pure physical prowess that won the mm. day and he's got that but I think the, the problem that you mention runs deeper um, and is, is actually emblematic of, of the way that our club is run, and it's shockingly. We, um, as a club, decided that the best person that we could bring on board for um, player fitness was Gary Lewin, a man who presided over a team with more soft tissue injuries over the last five years than any other team in the league. And we bring him to West Ham. Mm -hmm. And what do we have? We have a clutch of players, probably eight to ten, who will not play, have not played Mm -hmm. for huge amounts of the season through Mm -hmm. soft tissue injuries. These are not injuries occasioned by a hard tackle, by a leg break. And in this day and age, it's frankly shocking. And you have to ask, why is it that... Mikel Antonio is deemed to be fit and pulls up after 10 minutes from taking a shot. Why is it that Andy Carroll repeatedly pulls up why yeah. is it that players who sprint suddenly pull up as if they've been shot by a sniper?
2: A- Andy mm. Carroll goes back beyond the Gary Lewin time, though doesn't he? Does he does yeah. indeed been injured for years. But I mean, what we need to take emotion out of it. I think I, I love Antonio. I, re- yeah. I really I agree do. With you. And well, it, I
0: mean, you know, he could be kept in the yeah. in the setup. You yeah, know, he's probably on a long contract. S- a small so.
2: squad we're allowed these yeah. days. And it's got to be a small squad. You do use your squad, right? Yeah. So you need. You know, injuries come around so often that you need you need a squad. So we need. to, I think you're right. We need wholesale changes yeah. mm-hmm. right? it needs to be significant investment in the summer
0: um the going back to the game i mean yeah. actually actually i mean i i've got to say uh juan mario in in a sense that is the sort of player that uh, is at the level yeah. he's a portuguese yeah, a international player, he? he's he's yeah. off premier league status you know when he first yeah. the first time i saw him was palace and he really just came out and knew what he was doing and was you know was able to um you know, influence the game as well as play well in it. You know, he, had, he had, clearly had a footballing brain. And, and he was uh, excellent. I he delivers a good ball,
1: doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, both dead both balls as well. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. generally throughout the game, the quality of the balls in was 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 much improved. Much and having Masuaku there makes... Makes it. both of huge, those crosses were fantastic. Huge that was, was, amazing. was
0: amazing. You know yeah. that could have only been in one yeah. place. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It, that was
1: a fantastic goal,
3: and that goal actually really did get me up off, off my seat because oh, the was pass great. was a peach. Mm-hmm. And fairness to Arnautovic, the finish was sublime. But going back to Jar Mario, I'm sorry to dampen everyone's spirit, but I'm yet to be convinced, and I think that Saturday was the perfect game for him. He wasn't pressured,
0: he wasn't no, bullied,
3: no, no. and we had plenty yep. of possession. And in a different environment, I'm not so sure that he's going to be able to deliver. And I don't want to make this a Portuguese discussion, but I think he's no Ugo Porfirio. Um, I think he's got a long way to go for that. And I'm just tempering the enthusiasm yeah. Yeah. because uh, I, I don't like the idea of one swallow making a summer. You, you know, I had I him on Saturday. Saturday
2: I had him before Saturday, and he played well Saturday. You know, getting away from that. I had him down as a little bit of a bottler. I had him as, as a person who didn't get stuck right. in, who avoided tackles. Mm. But on Saturday, he got stuck in. Yeah. So there was that, that side well, of his I like game. I, I, mean, I think with these guys,
0: there's got to be. You know, because also the way we played on Saturday, and again, you know, it's completely true. We weren't pressured much on the ball, but Mm. um, Noble. You know, there were times last season when when Noble's got two or three other good players around, it makes him look good. You know, when he doesn't have to do his three hundred and sixty to decide where to give the ball because there is no movement either side or nothing in front of him. Mm. Uh, He was joining in some. You know, Kyati was on the run when the ball kind of came out to him for the first so he knew who to give it to and he Mm. gave it to a man who was running towards the other team I mean it does
1: Um, help as we've said playing against a a non-existent opposition midfield and it wasn't you know, that we, we took the foot off the gas after half time, but also Hughes moved Tadic inside, didn't he? Moved yeah. him mm-hmm. centrally and made a massive difference yeah. for them. And he's in that space where we have no one in front of our no. in front of our back three or back four. And uh you know, no, that, so that was, was yeah. exposed again. They created a few openings t- yeah, to be honest, did. didn't they? I mean nothing. But um you know
0: But but it certainly in an attacking sense, uh you you suddenly had what felt like some ball players that could find each other. And, you know, uh, Arnautovic is brilliant with that. His movement is brilliant.
3: Well, his body positioning is sensational. Yeah. And it's, it's actually wonderful to watch... When yep. he comes to the ball, he moves his body, he blocks off whoever's marking yeah. him to make that person simply be unable to get around, to get the ball. His body movement is brilliant so that it makes his control much easier because yeah. he naturally moves his body yeah. in the right yeah, yeah. place. Absolutely, And it's an object lesson, I think, for everyone else in a clarinet and blue shirt yeah. to say, that's actually how you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And, you know, because he's big and strong. He, you know, he takes, he, he'll pick up the ball quite closely attended by a large central defender, but the central defender just can't get past his shoulder. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's strong enough. So he comes yeah. away with the ball, gets that couple of yards. You know, there were other players that achieved that through different means. Joe Cole always came up with the ball and there'd be like two massive blokes, remember this, because he was just... Trixie and he had the ball under under complete control. Yeah,
1: it also made a difference having a, a bit of youthful energy in midfield in the shape of Fernandes I thought you I had thought it a great game. It's like the best game I think. It's the yeah. best game other yeah. than
3: yeah. the Chelsea game in the in the League Cup yeah. season yeah. La- last season.
1: I think that was his, undoubtedly his. He best put game a foot in. in he broke play yes. up. He got. He you know He's, he he's decent in possession. He did everything you know, that I thought, right. yeah. I, I thought he didn't do last season. I thought I,
0: he. I. What really disappointed me about both him and Fletcher, and I've said this a few times, was you didn't. get Get any let off the leashness about them. I mean, these guys yeah. are getting their chance to play in the top flight in the Premier League. Both of those guys sort of kept their head down, did their job, and you're like going, come on, man, if, yeah. You're, yeah. if, you're, if you're 18 and you're not doing it, you're not going to be doing it when you're 23. S- Saturday, it felt like he kind of went, hey, this is my chance, and he yeah. just
3: got I have, stuck it. I, I agree with everything, but I think there was a sense on Saturday, there's certainly a sense within the crowd. And I think it was the same with the players. Everyone knew we absolutely had to win. Yeah. I mean, and thank God um, we did. But we actually won a game that we had to win. Yeah. I mean, there, there was there's no two ways about it. We yep. couldn't do anything other than that. win that game, and we no. delivered. But I think there was a sense from watching the players, um, whether it had anything to do with what happened three weeks ago against Burnley, and I'm sure it did, I think everyone who ran out knew we can't afford to to let these people down again. Maybe it was fear and maybe the one good thing that perhaps came out of behaviour that I would never condone um, in the Burnley game was that some of them might have thought, you know what? I really better do my part because I don't want someone jumping over the, over the wall here because I might actually get mm-hmm. lamped. Yeah. Um, so I'm not playing necessarily f- for the enjoyment of, of these people. I'm actually playing for my own safety. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a really sick way of looking at it and I say I'm not, I'm not condoning any of that yeah. but I think it, they, the players actually presented as if they knew how important it was mm-hmm. and they had to win and thankfully they
2: there, did There's been a long gap between the last game and this one though. They've been a The warm weather training in Miami. They've played at Dagenham and Redbridge, where we picked up another injury. You know, I I think they've had long enough to think about. I don't think they were playing out of fear in any way. I don't think there's any fear towards them and the and the crowd. Uh, At the same time. Southampton just played into our hands. I mean, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was lovely of Mark Hughes to give us a team who didn't take a shot for sixty minutes. that's right.
0: No, it's crazy, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he—I suppose he was thinking. It, he set up four-four-two. The first half thought that was a positive, mm. positive thing. Um, but it, you know, as I say, for once, it gave us the extra man in midfield, yep. and and we took advantage of that. Yeah, you know, gap, and we gap, sort of landed with Antonio's unfortunate injury. We kind of happened upon a, a yes, nicely balanced formation well, with Fernandez yeah. giving giving good. Protection to Zabaletta and, and you know. And it has to be said
0: yeah.
3: that, that Charlie Austin and um, Ooh, Gabby Dini didn't didn't no, get no. Him to nah. kick, did they?
0: He's very slow, isn't he? Yeah, uh, very slow. Um, more after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Um, yes, so we won that game, uh, and uh, it was you know l- luckily we were offered up a kind of sacrificial lamb in the form of Southampton, who may well go down. They oh. just they didn't look like all that, did they? Um, uh, but it is a kind of a tough run in, um, and uh, let's hope it felt like you know again you know on the positive side, it felt that team spirit sort of came a lot into into that first-half performance, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, whether whether or not it was kind of, you know, each individual player felt, I can't hide in this game. I've got to sort of do my best. They, they found each other, and there's some very tidy build-up play and very, you know, nice... Yeah. Yeah, it was great having Masaraku back. He seemed to want to run with the ball. Well,
1: it's been costly, that that spit, yes. hasn't it? been yes. really, really yeah. costly. Yeah. I, I think we've, we missed him. He was settling in. He was one of, along with sort of Og Bonner, he was one of, you know, absolutely noises nailed on... Nailed on starters, wasn't he? And, and
0: one of my only yeah. bits of, I think, accurate punditry was the second he came on in, in in the first ever game he played for us. I went, he's like a midfielder. That was our midfield. That was at yeah. Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Stanford, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he started. Guy, yeah. He
3: started yeah. that game at Stamford Bridge because, of course, Krezza was injured. Yeah, um, and. Um, he didn't. I agree with you. He looked anything other than a full back. Yeah. Because I don't, be- and I still believe it now. Because I don't actually think he can make a tackle. He can't
1: no, defend. No, no, he's no, he's got no. I mean, no. he showed that. And, and that he, um, and another yeah. another West guy had a disastrous game mm. up at New. Well, West Brom, yeah. but also at Newcastle yep. Yep. this season, he was terrible. He was mm-hmm. can't defend. Um, but he, but he, yeah. in
0: the same game, he was like you know, um, just killing. 20-yard passes stone dead without looking at his feet. Oh, he's Running with yeah. the ball. Yeah. His range of passing with his kind of no-backlift style where yeah. like... And, it, and every pass is like he's hitting it with a pitching wedge. That was, up, was a great pass far goal. He was He
1: looked it yeah. Up. Yeah. It, yeah. it was one of the... Uh, it was absolutely uh, fantastic.
2: Arnautovic didn't even have to break stride. No,
3: no. No, no, no. no but um, that took some finishing. yeah, yeah. And yeah. side of the foot and, you know, right in the corner... Fantastic. Yeah,
0: really nice. Really Although, nice.
3: having said that, I would like to see us. I would like to see us play with Arnautovic playing behind a proper forward, I because I, I'm I'm the first to admit he's a fabulous player. But I don't actually think is a genuine number nine.
2: It would be frightening, and, yeah.
3: and I think that the first goal he scored on Saturday, our second goal. The truth of the matter is, a proper centre forward would have buried that header, and it was fortunate that it came straight back to him, yeah. and he could. Go and on he up had to a chance rebounds. that
1: he should have scored before, before that, that as well. about two minutes before yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Yes, I think that's true. I I, um, I I agree. I mean, perhaps we should talk about the shopping list at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, um, let's uh, do it. I, I today. think
1: obviously goalkeeper. Yep, big time.
0: Yeah, um, we'll have Stokes
1: one. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, obviously goalkeeper. Obviously, I think a center. Uh, we do need a center half.
0: Tompkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: back. Um, I think the it's it's the holding the holding defensive midfielder is the is the big thing that you know we've failed now in mm. two transfer windows with Carvalho and then Dendonca to to get that the one I. I mean he probably wouldn't you know probably get sort of slightly out of our league now the one I've always liked is Nzonzi though you've I been watched, saying it for a long time yeah, and he
0: has yeah. all this time being in, increasing in age well I suppose yeah but I watched he him I did uh, uh,
1: watch uh, the Seville Barcelona game yeah. in uh, in midweek and um, Seville were 2-0 up with 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 a minute to go. Mm. And he was magnificent. Yeah, I'm always
3: wary of players of, of that type playing in La Liga because. However technical it might be, it really is powder puff in comparison it's, it's, it's to what I mean, happened for 38 stake. games a season in the Premier League. Oh, well, he's, League, done, it. he's right. done it. Well, he has, has but it was a few years ago now. Okay. And, and I've got to say, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to disagree with you, Jim, about the player. I, I think that the chances of us landing Steven and Zonzi are between remote and no chance whatsoever.
0: Mm.
2: Mm. I think we should go back and get Carvalho. Has is he, is he appreciated has his price
0: gone up? Well, I, I mean, if he's got better, that's good. You know, we, I mean, that, you know, players in the kind of 30s of millions are probably the yeah. the area we've but got that, to start that's where getting we need into. To be yeah, well, well, for that well, kind it of is, player. but you don't yeah. get
3: that much anymore for that amount of money. And I think there no. are two, we can all talk about, and I, I it's me that set this ball running, because I think we need wholesale change and we, massive rebuilding, but. In order that we can do that, we are going to have to get rid. Hmm. And the question mark for me in all of this is, where does Lanzini fit in? Because I have to say personally, if the rumours are true, and they only are rumours, that Liverpool are going to dangle something like 60 or £70 million, I personally would drive him all the way to Merseyside, Uh, uh, pick up the money, and use it to buy two quality players. And the other cloud is this. We have all agreed on numerous occasions in the past, up until about three months ago, we all believed that Mark Noble's future at West Ham was dead and buried. Mm. But the problem is that Mark Noble, I still think, comes out as the heartbeat of the team. And how do you replace the heartbeat? He's, mm. he's, mm. he's lost his pace, if he ever had any. He's, he can't properly tackle. He's got a lot of limitations in his game but what it what he does have is that desire above everything else to somehow do whatever's got to be done because he believes in it because for obvious reason he's like us he's a fan and i don't know how you replace that
1: no i i mean i think he's i think he's done pretty well this season he's done and and, um once once you get him in a three and and get him further up the pitch and you're not relying on those kind of last ditch challenges and so on i think with a decent holding midfielder you would and some legs and energy alongside him yeah then uh, and, I and think you the, see the best of him. That is
2: the problem. I, I think he Noble always does well when he's playing in a good team. As soon as he's playing with some you know players who are either, aren't on it or some inferior yeah. players, he tries to do everything. He does. And he ends up making himself look foolish. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I mean, you, you know, this is, it's the same with Kiyati. Quillarte. Kiyati's, you know had a sort of pretty really poor season, and, 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 and you mess. literally don't yeah, know so whether he's going to be an asset to your side. I mean, sometimes. He does do something... Like, you know, um, one of those 4 one defeats, possibly the Liverpool one, he did a little run and put the ball out to Antonio, who scored. But if you think about what he'd done in the rest of the game, it was sort of not much. Lampard was like That sort of lazy, late Lampard for us was like... The thing was, he would score. And so you'd go, you've got to pick him. But actually, when you were looking at the rest of the game... But
1: there was no one pushing him for a place. And that's that's one of the problems with Chiarte. There's no competition for his place. He has to play. There's nobody... There's no alternative. Especially now Obiang's in... in And and that's
3: the problem we have within our squad. I I agree with what you said earlier about, you know, we're only allowed a 25-man squad. But in truth... What good sides do, they have, within that 25, they have two players for every position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we simply don't. Yeah. And a number of players in our squad over the past three, four or five years have can be passengers because they know... Come what may, they're going to get selected. Yeah. And that's a very bad place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. But yeah. I
1: agree with you about But I mean, Noble is, I think, has been consistently, by a lot of fans, underrated as a footballer. Yes. I mean, his little slipped ball for for that chance for Arnautovic on Saturday mm. it was yeah. beautiful. It was. His, uh, the reverse pass, which which should have led to the winning goal against Arsenal. Yes. Which, when uh, Hernandez, Hernandez hit the, hit the bar. ball. I mean, he yeah. can unpick defences. Yeah. He's got great vision, I think. Yes. Mm. Um, and a good range of passing. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah and he's, he's not a good. holding midfielder. I point. mean,
0: that's the thing about good players, isn't it? It's the blend. They can't, you know. One one player does not, you know, solve all your problems. You right. know, like uh, um, Payet was really good in that last season at the Bolin, but actually, he brought people up to his level with him, and those players were capable of matching that level. So, mm. so suddenly, Cresswell, who who can pass. Noble, who can pass, and Lanzini, who can pass, are playing with this guy. Who you know, they know that if they have yep. to, you know, uh, recycle it back to him, it'll just come out.
3: And, 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 but there's yeah. a reason for that, and is that when you have one player, and and I've, I've said this before, so forgive me, but it's I thought that season um, with Piatt, um, of whom I'm a huge fan, um, was was everyone. A, applauded Sloven. He got huge plaudits for what he did that season. But to a large extent, Sloven did with Piatt what Harry Redknapp did with Paolo Di Canio yeah. and with what John Lyle did with Trevor Brooking. And mm. the tactic was simply this. All of you mugs in the Claret and Blue shirt, get the big white spherical object yeah, yeah. and give it to Trevor, yeah. give it to Paolo or give it to Piatt. And that's pretty yeah, much yeah. what we did because players of huge quality and ability will always provide you an outball even if they are marked by two three or four others it doesn't matter yeah. And, and uh, I think you're right different and I think bit, could be that player yes, for yes, us player but part part I think you're
1: Arnazovic. right he, doesn't, yeah. he wants to be playing a little bit deeper, a little bit in the space mm. receiving ball a variety of balls to yep. feet whatever not always just chasing into he's done very well chasing the ball oh, yeah, into channels yeah. actually which yeah. demonstrates but, um, what a good player he is yeah. mm. um, but yeah, I think you know right. you, need, you need balance you're right about two players in every position for a long long while now we've only ever really been able to attack down one side and it's predominantly the left hand side and we haven't really carried a threat down the right hand
0: side for a long
1: time now. No.
0: Um, uh, Jenkinson was probably, right probably right. our, yeah. our, our yeah. most threatening yeah. right side. Well, with player. Jenkin-
3: that, that part of that season with Jenkinson and Antonio mm. um, was, and yeah. uh, some games, it really, uh, they were, to use the term, burgeoning attacks I mean yeah. it was fantastic yeah, yeah. it took me back to, to the days although it was on the left hand side but of, of Frank Lampard overlapping Trevor Brooking. Mm, you yeah, know yeah. you look at that old footage yeah. now and I know their kids don't even know what I'm talking about but if they actually watched it that is the definition of buccaneering football yeah. Yeah. Or, or Billy Bonds you know overlapping on the right hand side you, you know t- to Alan Devonshire, it's just fantastic yeah. but you need to have a full back and a forward player who can work in conjunction. Yeah, yeah. And that was the only time we've really had it when I think for a short period, because Jenkinson's a great, a great attacking fullback, couldn't defend no, no. Toffee, But um, alongside an Antonio, it really clicked. Or Victor fourth,
0: Moses, on, Moses that season. Yes, yeah, and man. on the
3: other side, of course, with Pyatt, almost be, could have been with A and other, but it happened to be with Creswell. In fantastic. yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. fantastic balance. Creswell
0: at his best. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, Before f- that yeah.
3: bloomin' injury. Yeah. yeah.
0: that's right. Um so before the game on Saturday, uh Gary, you went to the W H U I S A We Call them
2: Wisa. Wisa so keep, keep it nice and short.
0: We've had some of those guys, uh, we had um Paul Yes, we've had sort of most Turner, of, the sort of committee, Turner, committee, haven't we? We've had the chairman, Walker,
1: chairman and the vice chairman and, and, I've, I've and done this what's podcast? George's role in that is he a secretary or something? George Mann.
0: Yeah. i'm not sure I i'm not know. sure exactly He's so, involved, isn't he involved yeah very yeah, much yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he was
2: he was, right da- he was the... down the front involved with yeah. with with mark yeah. walker so yeah. um yeah i mean we uh, myself jackie hughes and chris miles we went along Marles. Marles. um it was a, a discussion around a protest so right. you know we as a group it's a it's a, it's a good group you pay a pound to join i'm only a member i'm not representing the group in what i say no. but it was a it was um, a very very productive meeting um Very promising, actually. We had a lot Mm. of strong characters in there. A lot of very open and frank opinions about what was good and what was not. Mm -hmm. But really, we went to the meeting to discuss, should we protest? Yes or no? If yes, why? And how are we going to do it? And so... um, after a lot of discussion and a lot of backwards and forwards, it was dis- it, you know, we decided, yes, we need to protest. We need to protest, but why are we going to protest? Why are we going to protest? We need a clear message of, of why. And that clear message is um, we're, we're going to protest because we are not happy with the board. We're not happy with the board because they've not delivered upon their promises. Their primary promises were a world-class team in a world-class stadium, or in my language, a good team with <laughs> some spending mm. in a, a stadium that's fit for football which I don't think we've got yet, irrespective of what you think. So um, on that basis, we decided to hold a a vote of whether, you know, we we found the the board fit for purpose. And uh, it was a unanimous vote of no confidence in the board. And then we decided, okay, what we're going to do on that basis, we're going to decide what's the next step. Are we going to have a protest? We decided a protest is probably a little bit out of fashion these days. When you bear in mind what went, what went, what's gone on in the last several mm. months and several weeks with failed protests and everything else, we decided, well, it's the sort of thing that gets a lot of attention, but what's the point? You know, is there, is there a goal in that? Surely we're in this for the long haul. This is not a protest just to say we're unhappy with the board. This is a campaign, an extended campaign probably, that could take months or years to get to the point where the board deliver upon their promises. Mm, yeah yeah um now how they deliver upon those promises is not our problem you know how they fix the stadium is not our problem now whether and i know we discussed this 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 earlier the best solution would probably be to take ownership of the ground and and, and knock it down and build a new one that's fit for football or another option would be to take ownership of the ground get rid of the athletics track, track, dig down and restructure the thing Mm. but but let's not get into that let's not get into the how the board got us here they got us into this situation now the board needs to fix that problem and they also need to fix the problem of investment into the team so until they do the campaign's going to run and that's what was decided
3: can i just say and and i think it's all very noble and i I don't want to sound Mm. like a patronizing (laughs) lawyer but i'm gonna only for this reason that I agree with everything, and I, I must say, and, and anyone who knows me, and, I, and, and, and Phil and Jim have heard me say it before, there is no bigger critic of the Dildo Brothers mm. and the Baroness than I am. I make it absolutely clear. But I was critical from the very get go when yeah. they when they got their grubby hands on our club. For me, it was a very very sad day, mm. and I'm I'm just surprised that anyone is surprised that we are in the mess we are in just look at the history um that created this these are guys who made a dog's dinner of birmingham i don't want i'm not trying it to did. compare it birmingham did. city to west ham united yep. because it's, just, it's like comparing it's like comparing a, a tomato to an apple tree mm. um but the fact is they made a dog's dinner of that they came to our club um on the cheap, good luck to them, they're businessmen or opportunists or whatever else you want to call them. Um, The first thing they made clear was they were going to get rid of Gianfranco Zola and they made a a phenomenally appalling appointment how anyone in a position of power at a football club could appoint Avram Grant would 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 send anyone mm. else off into some form of of, of, of a padded cell to be locked up forever and a day <laughs> and then gets us relegated of O'Neill. gets us relegated and then seeks to get us out of that mess by appointing the most un-West Ham manager that's mm. ever been appointed probably in my lifetime um And then takes us to a stadium that is neither world-class nor fit for purpose, and I don't actually think terribly fit for athletics, let alone football, with a club or a team selection they know not what to do with. Hmm. Because the man who is out there scouting, the man who is doing the doing the negotiation, the man who is sourcing players and making those contracts, knows about as much about football as I know how to run a porn empire. And this is the fundamental problem. Mm -hmm. So all of this is a given. But the biggest issue is this. How is anyone going to change it for this reason and this reason only? These guys... David Gold and David Sullivan, are hugely thick-skinned. You do not oh, run a billion-pound porn empire unless you are incredibly thick-skinned. You don't care who says what, who thinks what, who throws bottles of piss at you or yeah. coins. You really, These guys aren't going to roll over and do what anything anybody says yeah. like that. And number two... They have got so much wealth independently that they don't need a buyer. They will hold on to it because for them, it is, in my opinion, they can call themselves West Ham fans. We are all massive West Ham fans. Mm. And it doesn't matter to me that David um, Gold grew up in, in, in Green Street. Mm. I grew up in Poplar. It doesn't make his right any greater than mine or mine greater than his. But the simple truth is that for them, it's a vanity project. Yeah. And they will hold on to our club through thick and thin. And I don't know how we can dislodge it. Unless this and this is where I think the only thing and no one's going to agree to it is that there comes a Saturday or a Sunday or a Monday night when we're at home when 54 thousand people stand outside the stadium and say here we are yeah.
2: these are the TV cameras let them yeah. focus and on fifty four thousand Simon outside Simon that's an important point that you make because we were talking about we don't want an isolated protest. We want a campaign of events over a series of years. And there were lots of good ideas in there. You know, disruption, basic mm-hmm. disruption. Disrupt the sponsors, disrupt their other business interests. We were talking about Karen Brady and the fact that this is just a, a bit of a, it's not even a main job to her, is it? She's 800K no, a year for, for 20 jobs. hours a week no. or something and like plan, that.
3: And a million pound bonus. It, yeah.
2: it, exactly. So, so when you look at all this, we don't want to be predictable. If you plan a big protest and get, put you know, police, uh, approval and everything else they can see that coming the way we're going to do it is going to be very different now we're starting small and we know it's a big thing and we know it's going to take probably you know many years and a lot of effort and a lot of innovation to kind of make it uncomfortable for them and you know it might take a long time it might be a juventus you know where it took them 13 years to get back from a 69,000 seater athletic stadium to something which is built for football if it takes that long, it takes that long. But we've but, got to start somewhere. Yeah, but
3: sometimes, you know, events it. And I'm not in any way denigrating. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm hugely, um, I hugely admire everything you're trying to do. And I, I go back, was it 20 years ago? Remember, there was a Tottenham pressure group mm. called We Want Our Tottenham Back. I think that was the chart, mm-hmm. and That was what they were yeah. called because they weren't happy with Alan Sugar. Um, for good fortune for them, Alan Sugar decided he had enough of Tottenham. That was the only reason he got out. Yeah. And from where I'm sitting at the moment, and I'm sorry I'm going to upset every West Ham fan on the earth, I look <laughs> so enviously six miles north of Stratford to a super sensational, fantastic yeah. 60000 of football mm-hmm. stadium, which is world-class, and I yeah. can't believe I have to say it, but with world-class players inside it running around with white shirts, but with it, a it, cock
2: it, on the exactly on, on, on on front. Exactly, it's, it's full, full of... of Front part, is, but it's I mean, full that, of Spurs it's, fans. it's the
1: latter part, it's and it's still in a crap place. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, uh, with not good transport links, agree, and so on yeah. and so forth. You know, which is always the argument why we couldn't redevelop Upton Park, cause, uh, but, uh, which I never accepted, as, mm. as you all know. know. But um, uh, I think the, the point you've made is the, is the absolutely key point. The, 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 you know, if 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 it big failure is that we have now two years into this uh into this move and project uh with a conspicuously worse team than the team we finished the bowling season with Mm. and that is really on the basis of everything they said that's the big problem that's the Mm. unacceptable thing and they must they must know that and and it's a catalogue of incompetence that has it it is led to this point and it and it and and it's their fault that we are we are there but, but the, my point is that what, if they if they were to put that right, yeah if they were and I think that's a massive if um, uh, I think I think well, all this protest is well, going to forget about yeah, the stadium the yeah, stadium yeah. is is something that everyone's just going to have to suck up the time to protest against the stadium was five years ago it, it, you it, know, you're just going to have to I, suck I, it up I, I, I disagree
2: I Jim I disagree you know that, that is a stadium that's not fit for football it is not fit for but football it's and gonna we need cost to keep pushing hundreds that hundreds and hundreds cares? of that is,
1: millions Jim, that's
2: their problem up. that is the ball's well, problem it's well, they're not going to do that
3: unfortunately it's our problem as fans it's not their problem it's our problem it's all very well saying it's theirs and what they have done and i don't think they actually had the foresight Mm. but what they have done by selling our if you want to say selling our bungalow no no criticism of bungalows and moving into Mm. a six-bedroom rented house that everyone regards as ugly is that in terms of what we would all want in an ideal world, which is a new ownership, they have made it almost impossible to sell because nobody in their right mind is going to buy a football club in doesn't. the Premier League that doesn't own its single They've biggest no asset the Absolutely. stadium Absolutely. and so they have fortified their Absolutely. position and made themselves almost impregnable and it's all very well when David Gold comes out and says well if there's some out Saudi oil billionaire or yeah. some gas and oil <laughs> magnet somewhere but that's or some nonsense and that's just no kicking the going, can down the road right? no one uh, is ever going to yeah. buy a club unless they can firstly do a deal on the stadium and that remains the most thorny issue because you'd want to advise somebody, buy the state, do a deal with the LLDC or E20 or wherever it is. But OK, they sell it to you. Mm. But the first thing as a new buyer you would do is say, right, I'm going to be on the phone to the FA. Can we have Wembley, please, for two years? Because I'm going to invest another shitload of money to knock down this monstrosity and turn it into a 60,000 seat football stadium with all the advantages... That Stratford, I think, brings to the team,
2: which is huge. totally agree um, you hit a co- upon a point earlier and you mentioned it is vanity it's a vanity project mm-hmm. they are vain yeah and they don't like to be embarrassed you know the fuss that got made around the you know the w- real West Amber let's not mention names That's not. when they had their march and you know there were lots of um, last minute emergency meetings behind the scenes because they did not want that, mit- that march to be in the press
3: well no. I'm not surprising would you with, with half the ICF albeit now with beer guts and, and being in their 50s yeah. walking down the bloody street, no thanks.
2: Absolutely not. But that's where a good, shrewd, targeted campaign, you know, which which is designed to be painful around the board and the board's interests, could be interesting.
0: I'm sure we're going to be talking about this (laughs) in... Several years <laughs> time. Uh, we should probably wrap things up now, fellas. Chelsea uh, should talk quickly. Let's about talk very quickly, quickly. about the Chelsea game at the weekend. I mean, do we have to? You know, the, it was the, all going so nice. I know, I know. Let's keep the positive spirit from this game. We did, you know, I, I felt that, that on Saturday we did, even though it was very, very poor pop, uh, opposition. We did play our play our way into that three uh, nil win with kind of uh, a bit of team spirit and a, a yeah. good sort of solid sort of team performance um, I'm, I hope that they've taken kind of confidence from that uh, from that performance well we've done and quite
1: well against some of the bigger teams at times y- yeah, uh, yeah well you know Liverpool at home apart, we've,
0: yeah, but, yeah. Um, can we do the double know, could we do the double against say, Chelsea and yeah, be relegated and as you say it's, <laughs> a bit of a, it's a bit of a
1: free hit this you're absolutely right that the Stoke game is vital yeah. and we must that's a mu- another must win game I but t- I think that and another point and well, that's yeah. probably enough can I just say this yeah, Just just remember this
3: um, if you believe in these things, but when we got relegated in two thousand two 2000, 2003 we did the double over Chelsea. We did. 3-2 at Stanford Bridge. And 1-0 at home. 1-0 yeah. yeah. at home. And Decanio's Canio. Canio's
0: sort of probably second best goal. The Mamma Mia goals, was right the, goal. Goal. The, the Mamma goal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. On the run yeah. to adjust yeah. the ball with a bit of ball juggling while you're running along it was nice. one of those kind of extraordinary things I'd seen. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they are, you know, the, 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 this sort of, this year's Chelsea team is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, just sort of Conte basically going into assault from before the season started well, the, yeah. and spending the entire yeah. season but in that, assault that, I don't know if you
1: saw the, their game against uh, Spurs at the weekend but they were utterly in control of that game and then a wonder goal just before half time and, and they, they, fell f- they fell apart yeah, yeah. Yeah. so they're fragile I think at the moment and it's sort like a you know the earlier games you you, you described as, a, a, free as a free hit and, yeah, and it, right. it is that well, isn't it there's I mean, nothing you to know, lose we're not expecting anything go Moyes in and, and have a, a right old go at them
0: you know Moyes is yeah a real arrival uh, at West Ham, really, because the first few games, he was sort of just seeing what was up, were the Chelsea and Arsenal home games, and we got four unexpected points uh, yeah. out of two games, I and I mean, you know, it's at the bridge, it's, uh, it's this, it's that, who knows. Predictions? 1-1. Mm. 1-1. One, one. One, one. Simon?
3: I'm sorry to say, I think we're going to get turned over 3-0. 3-0.
0: Whew. One nil West Ham. One nil West Ham. Excellent. Oh, excellent. Chelsea one. West Ham United four. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. And and, Get,
3: and we're going to bring Cotty and McAvaney in plus Dev just to make sure it happens. Absolutely, that's the only way that's
0: going to happen. But uh, Georgie Paris rampaging down the rampaging left. down the left. on a very muddy pitch. On a muddy uh, his uh, the cross to, uh, that Cotty puts in, the long ball that Cotty puts in, or is that against no, Spurs?
1: I think it's the other way round. Ah, no, it's the other way round. Yeah. Cotty right. sort of shanks one, and, yeah. and yes, Bakabani that's one. Right. Yes, smacks it in. That yes, might have it's been the that fourth.
0: way round. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Yes, great game that was. Playing all in white, of
3: course. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the surrender shirts as they used to be. Doing. <laughs>
0: this has been Stop Hammer time. My name's Phil Wheelands. With me have been Gary Killington. Thank you, Jim Grant. Cheerio, Simon Pentol. It's been a pleasure. Come on, you Irons.
4: This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at West Ham Podcast.
0: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in
4: managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements, which large software publishers like Microsoft